Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
All right, well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host tonight, at least for the first hour. I'm just sharing the Word of God and declaring to the nations that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and Kingdom. So praise the God. Hey, if you need to call in, call in number 619-638-8458. And just a little bit, we'll have the chat room open. And so feel free to call in. If you want to email us with your prayer requests, comments, concerns, anything you want to share, feel free to do that. Prayerinternational at gmail.com. Or you can always check the website out. We've got a prayer request box, some daily devotionals, a few videos up, some of our favorite songs, just a few different things that we've got available, uh, some of our blogs that we put up earlier this year. And so check that out if you want to. And feel free to be a part of our Christian family online and over the Blog Talk Radio. So we want to pray for you. Just want to thank you for your prayers and support, your concern. Well, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just hallow your name. Father, we just hallow the name of Jesus. We just hallow your holy, precious name. And we take time tonight to lift you up, to magnify you, and to acknowledge who you are and your goodness and what you're all about. Lord, your word says, as we behold you, we're changed. Lord, you call us to look unto you, to look unto Jesus. You said that you would author and you would finish what you start in us, what you author in us, the, the book, the script that you write over our lives the declarations that you declare, the words that define who we are. Father, so help us to understand your heart. Help us to understand your ways. If anything, Lord, just so that we can even understand ourselves better and understand your world and and what you desire. So, Father, we pray your will be done and your kingdom come tonight on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us daily bread. Provide for us, Father. Don't give us too much that we forget who you are. Don't give us too little that we have to dishonor you and dishonor your word. But, Father, just give us enough, Father, to Fulfill your calling on our lives. Give us enough, Lord, to do what you've called us to do. Father, you said abundance. You said a prosperity was having enough to do what you've called us to do. To build your kingdom. Seek first your kingdom. And your righteousness. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. Now, Father, open up the ears, open up the eyes, spiritually and naturally, to every person tonight, Father God. 
partaking of your word that's joining us. Lord, we just give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, like I said before, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just want to share a little scripture tonight, just a little bit. Just a little word. Ephesians 6.18 Pray at all times on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding on behalf of all the saints. God's consecrated people. This is the amplified version. Sometimes we can be dull of hearing. Sometimes God can speak and speak and speak, and it just doesn't get through, if you know what I'm saying. So there's an amplified Bible to paint the picture a little more clear, just in case you don't get it the first time, just in case you don't hear God. Sometimes we have to dig a little deeper. That's why God says dig, 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 dig wells, dig cisterns that hold water. And spiritually speaking, we have to dig spiritual wells. We have to dig spiritual cisterns in our lives that will hold the things of God, hold the purposes of God, and hold the provision and the protection of God in our lives. And those are cisterns of living water. We dig those things through intercession. We'll go into that later. But Ephesians 6.18 says this, Pray at all times. On every occasion and in every season. So that means whatever's going on in your life, whenever, wherever, whatever, however things are, whatever season it is, pray. Commune with God. Speak to God. Consult with God. Open up to your Heavenly Father. And it goes on to say, in the spirit. See, God says if you worship him, it's got to be in spirit and in truth, which means it's got to be in his realm, his ways, not your way. And then truth means you've got to be completely vulnerable, completely open with the Lord, because bottom line is he knows you already. He knows you're good, bad, and ugly, and you're inside now. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. And when you come to God, be vulnerable, be open, be be yielded. Don't throw up so many walls because you're not hiding anything. And God just wants to know your heart. And the funny thing is, although he may know it already, which he does, he wants you to feel free to express it to him. He wants to just hear you talk about it. He wants you to open up to him. He wants to find out and the thing is, is when you do that, it's actually bringing healing and wholeness. And it's bringing a divine exchange between you and your Heavenly Father. And see, whatever you let go of in this world, whatever you give to Him, 
throughout Scripture, Jesus talks about the exchange from one thing to another that takes place between him and his Heavenly Father and him and his people, us and our Heavenly Father, or us and the Holy Spirit. Different depends on, you know, where you're looking in the parables in the Scripture. Even throughout the Old Testament and the New, not just in the Gospels, but you always see a divine exchange taking place between God and man. He says, if you lose your life, you'll find it. If a seed falls into the ground and dies, it won't bear much fruit. It will bring forth life. And isn't it funny that God says even I'll make streams in the desert on the dry ground and I'll lead you and make your crooked paths straight. See, there's always in the kingdom, the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow to. See, it's when we walk in those crooked paths or those dark paths or those places that God hasn't prepared for us that sometimes brings the repercussions and consequences and the things into our lives. It's not that our Heavenly Father wants that stuff for us, but He can actually work in the midst of it and turn our mistakes into miracles. But it's not always wise. See, the more wisdom you use, the less you're going to spend your time crying out to God for miracles. Just like if you eat properly and take good care of your body, or if when you're going through symptoms and going through different things in your body, you take the right nutrients and vitamins and even medicines that are prescribed by your doctor or holistic medicine person or whatever you're doing, there's a benefit that comes out of that because it's wise in certain areas. You know, just like if you don't violate the natural laws, then you don't reap natural consequences. Law of gravity, if you don't jump off a building, then you're not going to hit the ground. Okay, so the more wisdom you use, the less you're going to need a miracle. If you take care of your body, you won't have to pray, God, give me a miracle in my body. If you make right choices, you won't have to pray all the time, God, get me out of this mess. Bad company corrupts good morals. So if you hang out with the right people, you won't constantly have to deal with the issues and the problems that bad company brings. It's whatever. You know, there's a divine exchange. But God says, commit it all to me. If you lose your life, you'll find it. And if you lose your life for the gospel's sake, whatever you're willing to lose, houses, lands, people, family, jobs, whatever it is, whatever God calls you to, now, yes, we can make unwise choices and prematurely step out of the blessings and miss the blessings of God because we didn't hear God or we didn't make godly choices. But the bottom line is, is that God says we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. 
If we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth, if we're listening to the words that he's speaking, and we're reading in his word and applying it to our lives, then the fear of the Lord and the wisdom of God will lead us. He says in the Proverbs, trust in the Lord, 3, I believe, verse 5 and 6, or trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. So if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, which is a faith walk, and faith comes again by hearing, hearing by the word of God. See, it's all, everything in the kingdom is based on your hearing God. Everything in the kingdom is based on your ability to commune with your Father and walk in obedience to His divine design for you. His destiny that He's prepared. His, He says that He's got paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He's prepared for you. The steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered of the Lord, which means God's already ordered it. He's already spoken his order. You know, when you go through a drive-thru, you give your order. When you're a commander in the army and you are speaking to a group of people that are under you, you give your order. When you're a king speaking to your subjects in a kingdom, you give your order. And see, that order goes out and that order is, is fulfilled. And if not, there's usually a consequence or a circumstance or a situation. So God has already spoken his order. He's divinely ordered your life. He's already sovereignly spoken the end from the beginning. He's already declared where your provision would come from. He's already orchestrated where your protection and even the pleasure you enjoy throughout life would come from. And it's up to you to be obedient and be in tune and in step and in line with the Spirit of God. See, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. They're the daughters of God. They're the children of the Most High God. The ones that are led The ones that are led by the Spirit. The ones that are led by the Spirit. So ask yourself. Stop and ponder for a minute. Stop and examine your heart and and begin to check yourself. I know I have to check myself constantly. We all need to check ourselves. And are we really trying to be people? Are we trying to be men or women of God? that are being led by a spirit and not carnally minded, but spiritually minded. See, to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And sometimes we wonder, well, why don't we have the life in life? And why don't we have peace in the midst of all this storm? Like, well, a lot of times it's because we're carnally minded. We're not setting our minds on things above, and we're not setting our minds on the things that God has called our attention to or calling us to train and, and 
set our attention to. See, sometimes we have to cast down the vain imagination. Sometimes you have to take every thought captive and bring it under the obedience to the knowledge of God. That's why God wrote it like that in his word. Actually, Paul, but that was through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said take every thought captive and scrutinize it. Apprehend it. Taking it captive, apprehending it is like arresting it, you know. Arrest your mind. Beat it into subjection. Buffet yourself. Sometimes you have to learn to separate the spirit and the flesh. See, there's a reason the Word of God says about the Word of God. I think it's 2 Timothy. The Word of God is sharper than the two-edged sword. What does it do? Separates the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The joints and the mouths, the spirit and the flesh, it separates the two. You examine yourself in the Word like a mirror and you see which part of you resembles Jesus and you see which part of you resembles basically hell and the things that are against God and the things that are contrary to what his kingdom stands for. And, you know, it's trial and error in life and and seeking out his word and seeking out his voice and seeking out the guidance and the leadership of the Holy Spirit and wise counsel that we learn what God accepts and what God permits and what he doesn't. And sometimes, and this is going to maybe sound strange to some people, but what's permissible for one person may not be permissible for another. Because God knows our boundaries. He knows our limits. He knows our responsibilities. And to whom much is given, much is required. And so if you have a high calling or a place of authority or a place of leadership where you're influencing hundreds, well, then God may put a certain boundary or or certain thing on you. If you're influencing thousands or hundreds of thousands, there may be other boundaries that God has to set on you. If you're influencing millions, now there's standards of righteousness that God calls us all to, that he sets definitely by his commandments, definitely by his word. Number one being, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself being the second one. And if you keep these two, you can fulfill all ten of the other ones because it all speaks for itself. And, you know, again, the process of learning to love God and being loved by God and allowing his love to work in you enough to where it will flow through you to others. And it doesn't just happen overnight. We read the word and it shows us the lives of men and women. It doesn't just show us this three step process they did and you know, bam, bam, bam and oh three nights in the temple and all of a sudden they were super Christian or super you know, uh believer. So, you know, whether you're Messianic or whether you're Pentecostal or maybe you're both, you're Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopal, Catholic, whatever you are, if Jesus Christ 
has been confessed out of your mouth and believed in your heart that he's Lord and Savior and God raised him from the dead, you confess him out of your mouth and receive his forgiveness and receive his salvation and learn to forgive others so that God could forgive you. And you begin to follow the Lord in obedience in his word and trust him in faith that it's not by works, but it's a gift of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Then you're filled with the Spirit and begin to be led by the Spirit. Listen, he says if you're led by the Spirit, if you're filled with his Spirit, listen, you're his. Jesus said, when I go away, I'm going to leave you the comforter. I'll lead you and guide you into all truth. He'll tell you whatsoever things I've commanded you. He'll begin to speak the things that he hears from the Father, just like Jesus would speak the things that he heard from the Father. He'll begin to do what he saw the Father doing and pray as the Father led him to pray what, what he would see going on in the heavenlies. He would begin to impart into the earth. And that's what we're supposed to do. Get so connected up with what's going on in heaven. Get so connected up with what's going on in heaven right now. And get so connected up with what's going on in God's heart and in God's mind. The way he feels about what's going on in this universe. And then look at the example of Christ who was set in the earth to be our example. Does anybody realize that? That Jesus was put here on the earth to be our example of how to walk and live and do and be and bring about things into the earth. So you want to know what God's will is for you? Imitate Christ. Be Christ-like. Go about doing good to all. Don't return insult for insults. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. And listen to this one, and you'll probably get sick of this one. But the book of Thessalonians, actually 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, will tell you something like this. Rejoice evermore, so rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Pray continually. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So you want to know what God's will is for your life? Rejoice evermore. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Pray continually. And in everything, give thanks. To be a worshiper. Be a prayer. Be grateful. Be gracious. you got to be grateful and gracious. See, Jesus said, unless you forgive, your Heavenly Father won't forgive you. Unless you forgive, your Heavenly Father won't forgive you. So let's learn to walk with the right attitude towards people. It makes a big difference in the kingdom. 
the way you walk and the way you talk make a big difference. Days will come when you don't have the strength When all you hear is you're not worth anything Wondering if you ever could be loved And if they truly saw your heart they'd see too much You're beautiful
Alright, praise God, we're back This is Prayer International Radio My name is Chris Herzog And I'm hosting until about the 10 o'clock hour And maybe later We'll just kind of see how that goes So Earlier we were talking about First Thessalonians Rejoice, always pray without ceasing But the verse before that Says always pursue what is good Both for yourselves and for all And you know We need to strive to do that I always look for what's what's good. You know, anytime God said or did or created, the book of Genesis always made a reference that God saw that it was good. And that's his desire. He created us under good works. He created us to the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and sensible in his sight. Are we always? No. Are we always pleasing in his sight? No. Do we always do things acceptable? No. But does he love us unconditionally? Yes. Enough to send his son to shed his blood. Enough to shed the blood of his son to outpour that blood, that grace to bring blessing in your life like his stripes were healed. And so realize the sacrifice Christ sacrifice that the Father gave of His only begotten Son. See, God gave His Son so He could have a family. It was a seed. Just like the nation of Israel came out of Abraham. Abraham, A seed. Christianity was born out of Christ and twelve men one who was a devil but was replaced later. But by the followers and believers of Christ were the seeds of the gospel to spread throughout the earth. That's why God says, do not despise small beginnings. Your life may be a seed in someone's garden of hope. Do you realize that? Your life may be a seed and someone's garden to give them hope. Would you spring up? Would you bring and impart and implant into their lives? Do people need spiritual support? They need to have their arms lifted up when they're weary. They need to have someone step in and take over, step in and intercede, step in and lift up, Step in and encourage or exhort. Sometimes even step in and correct. We need all that. We all need that. We all need accountability to God. We all need accountability to godly men and women. First to God. And then to men and women whose number one desire is to please the Father. And you know that their intentions for your life are only 
that God's will be done and his kingdom come. And sometimes those people in our lives are hard to find. Sometimes those people in our lives are hard to find. So we need to recognize the people in our lives that pray for us. Recognize the people in our lives that sow into our lives on some kind of level. It could be emotional. It could be relational. It could be financial. It could be occupational. There's all kinds of different reasons, spiritual and natural reasons, why people are in our lives that God fashions and fits into his plan, weaves into our lives to bring forth destiny, bring forth purpose. And we don't even see it at the beginning. We don't ever realize who God's going to use in our lives to put us in a position or get us connected to something that's going to bless our lives later in the future. You don't realize the blessing you're going to be in someone's life later or even in present day or maybe in the past you were blessing and they didn't even realize the effect that your life had on theirs. See, God calls us to think outside the box and extend our faith outward, extend his love outward. Servanthood, serve others with whole heart as if you're serving the Lord, Ephesians 6, 7. Serve the living God. Peter tells us in the fourth chapter, use your God-given gifts basically to serve others. Serve the Lord with holy fear, Psalm 2. With all your heart and all your soul, Deuteronomy 11, 13. And you know Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So there's a servanthood in serving the Father. If you serve the Lord, the Father will honor you. Read the 12th chapter of John. God will remember your work and the love that you show him and serving his people. Read Hebrews 6.10. Hang on, let me turn there. Give me a second. Let's see Hebrews 6.10. Hopefully this isn't boring for you. We're going to check out the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 10. Let's see this. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love that you have showed towards his name and that you have ministered to the saints and be ministered. You hear that? Let me back up one. I'll read 9 and 10. Okay, be mature and listen to this. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and the things that accompany salvation 
that we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous. To forget your work. He's not going to forget your work. And labor of love. Whatever you do to labor for him, to labor to bless others, which you have showed towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. When you begin to minister to others, when you begin to bless others, when you begin to do and bless and do what you can to help people at some kind of level. God will not forget it. He's not unrighteous. He's not unjust. He's not unfair. He's not He's not like that. He's going to remember your, your labor of love. You're created in Christ to do works that he's prepared for you. Ephesians 2.10. Colossians 1.10, okay? Sorry, everything's 10 tonight. First Peter 4.10. These are God-given gifts to serve us. Colossians 1 said, Bear fruit in every good work for the Lord. You hear that? Every good work that you do for the Lord, bear fruit, bear fruit, bear fruit, fruit that remains. That's what a righteous tree does. And if you're rooted and grounded in the Lord and love and by the rivers of living water, you're constantly getting in tune with him and getting in tune with his spirit. He'll do work in your heart. Does that mean you're going to be perfect? Does that mean you're going to do everything right? No. Does that mean everything's going to go right and perfect? No. Consider it pure joy, brethren, whenever you face various trials and temptations and circumstances and situations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and that none of this is anything concerning compared to the joy set before us. Whatever you go through in this life, it's nothing to be compared. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. There's victory in it. I know I'm kind of all over the map sometimes, but, you know, I just like to share the word of the Lord. So, hey, serve your God. Serve your friends. Serve your family. Serve your spouse. Serve your mother and father. Serve your children. But be a servant, and God will reward you. Do your best in it. Do your best to be honorable and pure in your marriage before God. And work out every detail. Work through things. Have understanding. All right. If you've got children, teach them the word of God. Don't provoke them. Love them by disciplining them, but pray that God turns their heart towards you and your heart towards them. Raise them up in the fear of the Lord so when they're old, they won't depart from you. And if you're seeking a mate, well, God bless you. You may reconsider. <laughs> just kidding. But just make sure you're led of the Lord in your decision making. See, 
how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Make sure whatever business you get involved in honors the Lord. Make sure whatever ministry you get involved in honors the Lord. Make sure whatever friendship or, or association or group or club or any kind of thing where you have to pledge or make a commitment or a vow or come into some kind of agreement with somebody, make sure that the sole purpose and the sole motive of it is to please and glorify and honor God and make sure that's always going to be the root motive no matter which way or how things go because sometimes things can start out right and get off track and you just got to keep pressing in and pressing in and pressing into the things of God until the Lord makes even the crooked path straight. You know, sometimes I just get stirred up and go. Another friend of mine calls it prophetic ramblings. I don't know what you call it, but hey, we just call it We Love Jesus. And this is Prayer International Radio, and we're getting ready to cut to a break and go into a song. If you need to call in, the call in number is 619-638-8458. All right, praise God.
so important, people of God, to get into the very presence of God. Nothing else matters now. In fact, I want you to find yourself right in the Holy of Holies. I see His presence. I'm in His presence. While I'm there thanking Him, I know that I have a right. Whatever I need, He will supply I believe tonight somebody just wants him to open up the windows of heaven for you. Let it rain. Send down your blessings, Lord. I just need you to move in this place tonight. I just need you to move in this place tonight. He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain Let it rain Open The floodgates Of heaven Let it rain Let it rain Somebody say it Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say 
And all who are thirsty And all who are weak Come to the fountain And if you are
washed away in the waves of his mercy, mercy, as deep cries out to
voice and ask for his presence.
hear a roar out of Zion. I hear a cry, saints in Judah four. I see dark clouds, but I see a light. I see an army of warriors, hope deferred with fear. I hear a voice saying, can these rivals live?
they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And they shall run and not be they show up not Mount up with wings as eagles. 